podcast that's so out there the home plate umpire and Sox yankees called it a double strike i'm your host adam weiner and remember you can find us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and wearing a white t-shirt under our basketball jerseys in the nba playoffs big show today i spoke to cincinnati reds top prospect hunter green on behalf of ladder supplements but first let's take a quick trip through the headlines After weeks of speculation, the Atlanta Falcons traded Julio Jones to the Tennessee Titans, even though the New England Patriots were the rumored favorite. Said Robert Kraft to Bill Belichick while gesturing to a series of tubs and wires, go build us our own Julio. The Falcons will receive a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 fourth rounder in the deal. So yeah, rebuild over. Meanwhile, new Atlanta head coach Arthur Smith is currently doing his very own version of the Arthur Fist. Robert Kraft, by the way, was presented with the Bentley of his dreams by Jay-Z and Meek Mill in celebration of his 80th birthday. And then they all had to tell the Make-A-Wish kid the store was out of Bentleys. Former Red Sox and Mets manager Bobby Valentine announced he's running for mayor of Stamford, Connecticut, unaffiliated with any political party. If Bobby loses, expect one inauguration guest to be a particularly nasty man with a mustache. Valentine, of course, claims to have invented the wrap sandwich, as well as the phrase, hi, how are ya, and the light bulb. Expectation is Aaron Rodgers will not be reporting to the Packers' mandatory team OTAs this week unless things change drastically and the team does decide to sign Miles Teller. The Packers could find Rodgers up to $93,000 for every day he misses, but that gets to $186,000 if you make it a true daily double. $93,000, man, that's a big little fine. That joke was written by Nicole Kidman's Monterey accent coach. Just kidding. It was Laura Dern. The Alabama Crimson Tide have extended Nick Saban's contract all the way through 2028, at which point he'll probably have to recruit through a straw. Saban will be 77 when that contract expires, but eh, he'll still have a checkbook. Nick's head coach Tom Thibodeau won NBA Coach of the Year after making the entire voting body run laps until they relented. Nuggets star Nikola Jokic was named NBA MVP this week, Reminder, Jokic was drafted so late that when he was chosen, the ESPN broadcast didn't show him, but instead ran an ad for a Crunchwrap Supreme. Although it's easy to confuse the two, both are responsible for extremely efficient passing. The Brooklyn Nets are now the clear favorite to win the NBA championship, and when they do, the streets of Brooklyn are gonna be crazy because of scheduled street cleaning. When the Brooklyn Nets do fan appreciation night, they appreciate the hell out of that fan. No, come on, come on. Now, I was at game two at the Barclays Center, and it got pretty loud in there when I said I didn't know how to brew my own beer, and the entire crowd surrounded me and started screaming IPA tips. Yankee starter Garrett Cole was non-committal when asked whether he used sticky substances like spider tack in an interview Tuesday. Said Cole, I've never used spider tracks, to which the reporter responded, no, spider tack. Is that some sort of ice cream, like moose tracks? Cole asked. Said the reporter, no, once again, I said spider tack. Got it, Cole finished. I'll watch Spider Hacks, the spider parody of the hit HBO Plus series Hacks. Thanks for the wreck. Cole is, of course, the first player in baseball history to do something unsavory. And Roger Federer withdrew from the French Open, citing a need to, quote, listen to his body. Coincidentally, listen to his body is also the name of Novak Djokovic's dubstep murder podcast. 
That's it until next week while the NBA keeps tempting the cancel culture gods by putting Carl Malone on TV during every jazz timeout. And now, my conversation with Cincinnati Reds top prospect Hunter Green on Joey Votto, Chattanooga cuisine, and the most satisfying type of strikeout. I am here with Cincinnati Reds top prospect Hunter Green, uh, one of the biggest beasts in the minor leagues. I'm excited to talk to him now uh, before he absolutely blows up even further than he already has. Uh, but Hunter, we're here to talk first about your partnership with Ladder and how you've managed to incorporate Ladder products into your daily routine, especially it was a long grind for you rehabbing from Tommy John and working out during the pandemic. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you've incorporated these products into your routine. Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll go back all the way to uh, high school. You know, most kids, I think, start taking um, uh, supplements and, and uh, proteins, you know, at a young age. And, you know, I never really had that, that foundation, I guess, and, and that, um, you know, and that experience of taking products. So for me, um, getting onto the latter products was, was new. And, you know, I'm still trying to learn and, you know, figure the product out and see what I like. But so far... Um, I've loved taking the the pre-workouts, the strawberry lemonade and the tropical fruit. Um, those are two of my favorite products um, that I'll use before my workouts, um, heading into either one of my bullpens to get ready for uh, my game during the week or uh, a scheduled workout that I do or my conditioning. Um, so I, I really like those two supplements, not just because it tastes really good, um, but because uh, it helps with my muscle fatigue and uh, kind of just gets me going for the beginning of the day. Um, you know, the last thing I want to feel like is is dragging into, you know, one of my workouts and not being able to get the most out of it. So uh, those two pre-workout supplements help a lot uh, with that. And I'd say the uh, the second supplement that I really like would be the greens. Um, you know, it's hard for me to kind of get my vegetables in. I love vegetables, but uh, with constantly traveling and being on the road, um, I'm not really able to get those good uh, full meals. Um, so that kind of helps, you know, having the green supplement, I'm able to, you know, have a little quick, uh, packet that I can, you know, pour into, you know, some water and, and, um, I'm able to get my greens for the day. So I'd say those are my three uh, favorite supplements I like to use, uh, you know, before going into my workouts. Awesome. Uh, you're talking to someone who's never made the most out of his workouts ever. So it's good to hear that sort of, you know, there's, there's, there's a path for even someone like me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you are, you're coming back after a long absence. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the season so far. You're in Chattanooga dominating at double a, do you feel like you're settling into a rhythm a little bit? Do you, do you have like, do you have favorite spots in Chattanooga and stuff? Yeah. You know, Chattanooga is a really nice city. Um, it doesn't really feel like, you know, I'm, I'm out in the South. It's, it's a nice, um, uh, just a nice city overall. Uh, the food's great. I got to be careful with eating out here because uh, <laughs> the, the food is just awesome. Um, there's a whole bunch of different types of food. Um, and I just got to stay focused with, with how I'm eating and my diet. But, um, you know, I'm staying in downtown. The, the, the field is right in downtown. Atmosphere when I get to the field, uh, we have a lot of great fans that come out to the games. Uh, a lot of support there. You know, obviously it's a little a little different, um, you know, with with this season it being COVID. So the interaction with the fans and the players isn't like how it's been, you know, in the past. But um, it's still special when you're able to, you know, feel that support and um, hear it from the stands. Um, it helps a lot, you know, throughout the season. And 
Um, you know, I, I think I can speak for a lot of the players. You know, we really missed having fans and that support, you know, in our stadium. So, um, you know, obviously we don't we don't get all of our motivation from the fans, but it definitely helps with, you know, how we perform and, um, you know, the excitement we bring out uh, when we get out there and play. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a great city and, um, you know, we're able to come back here as an affiliate um, and, and have this team. Yeah, I'm really glad about that, too. And obviously, we miss being there. Uh, maybe not as much as you miss having us, but we certainly miss being there in the stands, too. So feels good to return to, to some level of normal. Um, now, you are known for having just some of the nastiest raw stuff uh, of, like, <laughs> of any prospect. Um, now, I, you know, I was a pitcher growing up, didn't throw very hard, got weeded out quickly, you know, couldn't hit 70 and stopped pitching. Do you remember the first time you realized your fastball was truly special and like you hit like something like a hundred or one Oh one, you know, do you remember that moment and what that felt like? Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny. I, I've been asked this a lot. Um, my senior year, I actually skipped a hundred miles an hour. I went from like 98, 99 to 101. Uh, <laughs> and that was pretty cool. I remember my dad sitting on top of our dugouts at my high school field and uh, kind of flashing like the 101, um, and and that was pretty cool. You know, I was still so locked into the game. I think it was a it was an important game or or something like that. But um, you know, it, it really didn't resonate with me until the the game was over. So um, I, I definitely remember that. Uh, that was that was really special. And being able to you know do that and still be healthy throughout high school um, was really really cool. You know, I I think the um, you know when I realized that I was throwing harder than most kids my age is when I got back from the USA team. I think I was 14 years old playing on the 15U team. Um, but when I was in Mexico, I was throwing 94, um, you know, at the age of 14. And, and to be able to do that, you know, as a freshman and still come back, you know, back to the States and um, be able to, you know, still throw that velo throughout the season, um, you know, really, I think, put me on the map and, was kind of a separator for me and and uh you know amongst my peers you're someone who throws with a lot of emotion too and especially it's very visible when you you know get a huge strike out get out of an inning i gotta ask as someone who will never know what feels better a bases loaded strikeout swinging on a fastball or a strikeout looking on your nastiest breaking ball uh definitely the strikeout looking you know on, on the breaking ball um, I think whenever you freeze a hitter like that, especially at this level and, and beyond, you know, these hitters have gotten so much better. And, um, you know, a lot of guys are sitting on certain pitches, you know, because they might not have a chance on some of your other pitches. So if you're able to, to get a guy freezing, uh, that's always a good feeling. And um, for me, like throwing, throwing the fastball at, you know, the, the speed I throw it at is great. But um, one of my biggest focuses during this offseason and now in season has been uh, being able to implement my off-speed pitches in, in any count. Um, so that's been my biggest focus, you know, and I, I rather see swing and misses on the off-speed than the fastball. I know the fastball plays and a lot of guys will swing and miss just because of the velocity, but if I can also do that with my off-speed pitches, um, you know, that, that's ideal and that's really important to me. I know you're a two-way player at heart too. Obviously, you know, we're going deep on the pitching but are you looking forward to hitting when you get to the national league? Are you worried about the universal DH? Cause, cause I want to see you get some ABs too. Oh man. I, I miss hitting so much. It's funny. I just ordered my bats not too long ago, so I can't wait till they get in. Uh, they're, they're customized. I had to get my name on them. 
Um, I'm getting a lot of a lot of crap from the guys at the field. <laughs> I haven't swung in so long, and I'm already getting my name custom on or my name uh, on the bat. So, um, but you know that that adds a little bit of juice to the bat. You know, you you, you feel like it's yours. Um, you, you know, you got to fully customize. Um, so it's only right. But I, I can't wait to uh, get back and, and get the bat back in my hand so I can. Uh, go out there and hit, man. It was always nice being able to contribute, you know, on the mound to your team and also at the plate. So I look forward to, to doing that again soon. Are you a big customization guy? Do you have like customized cleats, gloves and stuff too, or just the bats? Well, I have my own, my, my glove line with, with Stilo Sports. So I have my own, um, you know, signature glove. Um, so I have that, you know, with, with my baseball gloves, but uh, cleats wise, you know, I, I want to start customizing and, and doing my cleats. I know, you know, some of these companies are out there in the baseball world that, you know, do cleats for guys and, you know, will do certain like paint jobs and, and stuff, but I, I haven't done any cleats yet. Um, I think it's just cause I want my cleats, you know, right away. I, I know it takes a while to, to, to get those cleats made. Um, but I don't know. I, I might, you know, start playing with it and reach out to some companies. You know, I, there's some people that have wanted me to uh, get some cleats from them. So Maybe uh, maybe that's something I'll do here soon. Okay, good to know. I mean, if you start, remember who gave you the idea. So just my name <laughs> on the cleats, you know, it might be nice. Might be nice tribute. Just saying. Um, so uh, you've obviously, you know, you've learned a lot from the major league coaching staff, and you've you've probably worked worked a bunch with those guys, especially in spring training this year. What's the best piece of advice you've gotten from a Reds instructor so far? Man, there's there's so many, um, you know great things that these uh these instructors have told me you know throughout spring training this was my first big league camp so I was you know I was really excited to just you know be there and kind of be a fly on the wall and listen to a lot of these um great coaches that we have you know especially the the new wave of guys that have come over within the last couple years um as well as our players you know you know you're able to see them and, and watch them on, on the, uh, you know, on TV, but to actually see them up close and see their process and how they go about things, um, you know, was, was very uh, eye opening. You know, you know, guys get to that level of working hard, but to see them put in, um, you know, the, the, the specific work and details into their program is, is pretty cool. But uh, I'd say the biggest thing that stuck out to me uh, would probably be be yourself. But to just be yourself and go out there and compete, you know, and, and like I said, everybody says that. But at the end of the day, when you step across those lines, you know, you really have to trust yourself. All the work that goes into, you know, your pitches, your um, uh, your mechanics, all of that is for when you work off the field. But when you step across those lines, it's just time to go and compete, you know, and, and you get into that element and you have to have that you know, that, that different, um, you know, edge to you when you come into the game, you know, and, and a lot of these guys, you know, being in big league camp, you're around obviously the big league guys and the top prospects. And you see that certain guys are playing for different things. You know, you have guys like myself that, man, I can't wait to get up. You know, I've been working so hard to get to the big leagues. And then you have guys that have been in the big leagues, you know, they might've had, you know, a family on the, or uh, kids in the off season, and you see that they're playing for another meeting, right? And um, they're, they're playing to continue to provide for their family. And uh, obviously that's very important for them. So um, being able to understand that when I, when I cross the field, you know, I might be pitching to a guy that's trying to take my head off, you know, to provide for his family. So understanding that and never kind of putting my guard down or taking a pitch off um, is extremely important, you know, and, I, and I've kind of seen that throughout this season as well. You know, you take one pitch off 
and that might be the pitch that you get hurt on. You know, you might get a home run or, you know, they tie it up or something like that. So um, I, I kind of rambled there, but I think those are, those are two um, great things that, you know, I kind of learned and being myself and just not taking a pitch off and constantly staying in that competitive um, state. Awesome. Uh, one last question. You, you mentioned all your big league Reds teammates. There are so many interesting personalities on this team like that you that you will eventually join. You got to spend some time with the guys at spring training this year. The one guy everybody wants to know about is Joey Votto. Um, now, in your limited time with Joey Votto, do you have any crazy interactions with him or, or is he just all business? Uh, he's always locked in. He's a great dude. Um, it's funny. So the, the spring training game I, I played in, uh, in, in spring training this year, he threw me a perfect like lob. It was a, um, PFP, a, a, a first base to a pitcher, uh, to get him out at first base. It was a perfect toss and I dropped it. Thank God I played shortstop because I threw the guy out going from third to, to home. Um, but man, that, that was tough because it's, it's Joey. It's a perfect toss and I dropped it, you know? So, um, but yeah, that, that's just a, you know, on the field story, but, uh, off the field, you know, I've been able to, to talk to him a little bit. Um, I remember when I was still rehabbing in Arizona at a spring training complex, um, he came into the locker uh, locker room. I think he just got there a little early or something like that for spring training. And um, I don't think I'd, I hadn't officially met him yet. Um, and he, you know, he already knew my name. He, you know, introduced himself, uh, was super nice. And uh, to kind of get that, that feedback from a player that's had such amazing career, um, and the success he's had, uh, felt really good, you know? So, um, that's probably the, the biggest, that's the biggest star on our team. So, uh, to see that he knew who I was, uh, that he, you know, was willing to introduce himself and get to know me was, was, was awesome. Awesome. Uh, Hunter Green, thanks so much for joining me. Excited for a uh, rest of a huge season from you and uh, big things moving forward. Thanks, man. Hunter Green, courtesy of Ladder Supplements. If he gets custom cleats without my signature on the sole, I want you all to tweet at him. Couldn't tell if he laughed at that or if the Zoom broke up. Gonna haunt me for a while. And now, my final flame. People seem to be taking umbrage with the Brooklyn Nets and their so-called super team, as Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and some third guy are rolling downhill snowball style towards an NBA championship. Look out, Bucks! Here comes a snowball. Turn on the heat lamps, Kawhi. Melt that snowball. But I ask, what's the fuss? Do we no longer appreciate greatness as a society? Have the Nets been cancel cultured for being too talented? Ask Kevin Durant after I've given him truth serum and he'll say yes. Ask Kevin Durant after I've given him love potion number nine and he'll try to kiss me. And I'll say, no, Kevin, it's just the potion taking over. Truly, though, what is America's obsession with authentic team building? Are we angry at the Nets for being the only NBA players who took control of their lives and get to be happy? Because they're going to live, Diane, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Sorry, I was briefly screaming at the idea of my ex-wife, Diane, who is long since dead and also said no when I asked her to marry me at Studio 54. Enough anger. Didn't the pandemic teach you all not to get so angry? That was the number one lesson of the pandemic, right ahead of imagine all the people. The Brooklyn Nets are changing our expectations for the sport of basketball and the salary cap. Brooklyn Nets fans are experiencing a unique kind of joy, considering they only recently learned of basketball. I've made it my life's mission never to yuck anyone's yum. 
If you enjoy something, good for you, Jack. If you think something is wonderful, then who am I to tell you you're waxing poetic about a Bazooka Joe comic? If you think a movie is the cat's pajamas, then nobody has the right to tell you you're watching security footage from a women's prison. The Brooklyn Nets are, dare I say, making basketball fun again. And they're doing it with only two people. And to that I say, no more people! From here on out, it's two or nothing. If I can't fit your whole roster on a fortune cookie paper, then to hell with you. Just let me know when the parade is, so I can salute my fellow partners in fun. I'll be the one in the cat pajamas. My thanks to Hunter Green. See you next Thursday. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.